0: Creators, though, fans love interests with good hair, you guys. That's We'll put that one down in the absolutely yes column.
1: Your mom writes books! Listen. Listen, 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 listen. This is your mom writes books, books, books. She's Caitlin McFarland. I'm Charlie at home. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If you're still listening to us, we appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Sincerely. Thank you. Just so we can keep up with my adventures today. I'm coming from the library or coming to you from the library parking lot.
1: Woo. Upgraded from Walmart. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well the cell phone reception is better at walmart i'm using my phone as a hotspot, so let's all pray
1: we will pray let us pray
0: <laughs> if it won't upload after this i'll just make will drive me over to walmart <laughs> until it oh my gosh well that works so here we are yes here it's we are be a, a little quieter so we'll see what happens
1: yeah and so today we wanted to talk about a literal phone call that we had <laughs> On Sunday. Yeah, what, two nights ago? So so Shiloh, you're not Shiloh. Um, Caitlin has um, no cell phone reception where she lives either, but her parents are old school and have a house phone. But it was like 9.30 there, and I was like, I need to call you, but I'm afraid of your dad answering the phone and not you. And she's like, it's fine. I said, Charlie, we're not in high school. (laughs) I'm like, what if – But listen, one time I walked in on him dressing, and I've been afraid of him ever since (laughs) – Well, now everybody knows. I didn't see anything because he stopped the door, but it was still very awkward. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, I'm afraid of him. Anyway, so she called me just because I just every now and then you guys just have you have this, too. We just have a moment where you just need to complain about something. And so we are going to start with the condensed version of me complaining Mm -hmm. because the Caitlin version was me describing the entire plot line of a Webtoon series.
0: Yes. Yes, it was.
1: Anyway, so we, without naming names, because we are not in the in the business of putting other creators down, unless unless they're more famous than us. Listen, I like Sarah J. Mass. I want to just put that out there because I really want her to blurb my book. She doesn't know about this podcast. Don't don't hold me accountable for Caitlin's anger. <laughs> <laughs> no, so there's a webtoon that I read that recently um, ended. And it's uh, a webtoon I would get frustrated with on occasion because I don't know if you guys ever have a webtoon that you're paying for and then you pay for an episode and then the episode's like a quarter as long as it should be and it's literally just filler and it's like, wow, really glad I put my money into that. Anyway, but this webtoon ended and the way that this webtoon ended really just felt like the, I don't know what to call them, the artist, the author just really wanted it to be done. Like it just read like she was done mm-hmm. with the webtoon. Mm-hmm. And so they had this episode that was this episode where the main character, essentially there's a love triangle. The main character has to make a choice and she doesn't know how to make this choice. And it ends on this very emotional note. It's like, Ooh, what's going to happen. And then for whatever reason, I don't know. Cause if she, if the author updated, why I didn't see it. Um, but three weeks went by without, any anything and then finally the last episode goes up and it starts with three years later and I'm like what is going on what do you mean three years later she's at this pinnacle emotional moment Mm -hmm. which is never explained Mm -hmm. like like what she was doing at the end of that episode is never explained suddenly we jump ahead three years this character has apparently left town for the last three years instead of like addressing the love triangle we don't know why she left town it isn't explained and then I was like, oh, because three years have passed, this one one of the guys in Love Triangle has just outgrown his feelings. And the other one goes and confesses. And they're like, okay, we can be together. And then web webcomic t- ends. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is this? And then, so I was complaining about it to Caitlin. because I'm like, as a reader, I'm a little disappointed. She ended up with the guy I wanted her to end up with, which is great. But... The way it happened, I'm like, I'm a little confused and disappointed. And then I was telling her, but as a writer, I am livid Mm -hmm. because I'm like, you – f this up so bad. Like, we have been paying for this webcomic and been like with you for two years. And then it's just a slapdash ending on there. And then I was telling Caitlin, like, if you wanted to do this kind of an ending, you could have done it with correct pacing in three episodes. It's just a little bit more work. Mm-hmm. And I was just super mad. And a lot of, I was looking at the comics of comments, comics, up I was looking at the comments of this and a lot of people agreed with me. I did not leave a comment, but. A lot of people were really confused. And so that brought us up. It's like, what does the author owe the fans, Mm -hmm. you know? And we started talking about that. And we thought this would be a really great episode for the podcast.
0: Yes, because I basically said, like, I support Charlie and her disappointment. I think that's completely valid. From a fan perspective, it is completely valid. But then from a creator perspective, I was like, well, what if I got sick of something and didn't want to do it anymore? It is well within my rights to just be like, it's over, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. because we are both fan and creator in this, you know, kind of world, like storytelling world or whatever, um... Yeah, that's it's always so. It's such a fascinating conversation for me, always with whoever I have it with. Because, yeah, like what do creators owe fans? Like,
1: well, and here's the thing, too. It's like I understand burnout, right? Mm -hmm. Like i've I've had a lot of it the last year. Um, In fact, I would not have finished my second Nerd's of Happy Valley book if it hadn't been under contract. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't sold the audio rights to that, I wouldn't have finished it. Now, it doesn't quite fall into the same quite the same, I don't know, docket as this does because nobody had even read the first book yet. So there was no like, they didn't know there was a second book promised to them or anything like that. So if I hadn't finished it, it would have been disappointing anybody. But I don't know. So I, I, we're talking about, like, well, at what point, like, what does this creator owe us as the fans? Because, right. like, there's a very slapdashed ending. And I'm just thinking, like well, I feel like she needs to tie it up well, or if it's like, oh, I just lost my mother or my leg got amputated or something like that, mm-hmm. that there should at least be a note. Cause like the same creator in the past has been, has said, I have to take a break for a few months because of health issues or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm understanding of that. Like I get that, mm-hmm. but there was no note. For this ending. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then it also
0: you come up, then you're coming up against like, does, do, are you owed an explanation? Because like sometimes you just, like, I don't feel like I'd have to tell people like if I had a personal life issue and that was the reason I couldn't finish something and it was something I felt very personal about, I don't, you know, it's like I don't really owe you guys like telling you that my mom is dead or, you know what I mean? And so
1: I would agree. Like, I don't think I owe anybody details. Right. But if I'm, if I'm George R.R. Martin mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm writing this very popular series because this is a popular series on Webtoons. Yes. and I'm writing this very popular series and something comes up and I will not be able to, to do the last book. Mm-hmm. You know, like, not that I, I, oh, I have to wait a year to do it. I will not be able to do the last book. Mm-hmm. I feel that I instead of just never writing the last book, I should say something. I should say, due to personal circumstances, this book is not going to be able to be finished. Honestly, though, like, I would kind of think of Robert – and if it was George R. R. Martin, because he's so popular. Yeah. I would say you need to pull Robert Jordan and have somebody else finish that book. Yeah, Robert Jordan died and still got his series finished. <laughs> yeah, come on. What's everybody else's excuse? <laughs> yeah, so I actually – I do feel like when you have – like, if I had just started a webcomic and I'm only, like – five or 10 episodes in and suddenly I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I owe anything, anybody, anything. But when I have hundreds of episodes in and I have a huge following, I feel like you should say something. If, if personal stuff comes up or even professional stuff comes up, Mm -hmm. that makes it so you are unable to provide what your fans are expecting, especially where money comes in, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, you, you have to say something.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, like, technic- like you- technically, you don't. I mean, like, you you should, like, should, don't, you know, like, shoulda, woulda, coulda, I don't know. Like, it's so just kind of up in the air. And I think everyone's going to have vastly different opinions on it. I think as a fan, I'd be like, well, yeah, I want to know why you couldn't finish this or, like, H- get somebody to finish it. Like, I want this to be finished, you know, like, obviously. But yeah, I just keep coming back to it as a creator. I'm like, I still am a human being with a human being life. And I don't really owe anybody anything, you know?
1: Like I said, um, for this one, for this specific thing, like, I was mad on both sides. Yes. But even as yeah. a fan, it's like, I would have taken the line art. Like, <laughs> if you can't finish it for something, just give me the line art. Give me stick figures and speech bubbles so I can see how the story was supposed to play out. Mm-hmm. Don't just slap dash an ending on, mm. you know? And I just, also, I was really mad how the guy's hair looked, but that doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: Oh, dear.
1: We asked this on our Instagram and we don't we did not put this story out there. I'm sure if I had had like a specific instance of like in this situation, what would you do? I did not do that. I did ask, what do creators owe fans, if anything? Right. So we got a few things. So um, I didn't sort these out because you guys know we don't plan ahead. Mm hmm. Somebody said, I want to say nothing, but if they are selling something, they should deliver on their promise. Yeah. And so that's where we could kind of segue actually into money. So when me and Caitlin, when I was ranting at this about Caitlin and Caitlin was either agreeing with me or Mm -hmm. being devil's advocate because she's the worst, um, we did bring up, well, what about when money is involved? So if you're posting something on Wattpad and then suddenly cannot finish it anymore. Versus you're pu- you're posting something on Webtoons. Now there is like a free Webtoons, right? If you wait long enough, it's free. But we're going to pretend like we're doing the paying one, like <laughs> that, because you want to read it right away. Well.
0: Webtoons is really interesting because there is an option to pay for things, mm-hmm. but a lot of people consume webtoons for free. As a creator, I would assume that unless I am specifically told otherwise, like 90% of my audience is consuming it for free. So I yeah. would still consider webtoons predominantly a free audience. It
1: probably is. There's there's two separate audiences, right? So let's let's not mm-hmm. let's not look at webtoons for a second. Let's look at um yeah. I, oh, I think Kindle Vella might be the same way, actually. But let's just pretend like it's not. <laughs> okay. Let's say on Kindle Vella, where you have to pay for mm-hmm. each thing. It's not free. Okay? Mm-hmm. If somebody just doesn't finish their stuff on Wattpad or on, like, fanfiction.net or whatever, which I heard was being taken down, so goodbye to my 500,000 words of fanfiction on fanfiction.net.
0: <gasps> no, download it. Save it forever.
1: Can I do that? I don't know.
0: You have to find out. Oh, I
1: hope it's not down already. Here, I'll write it. I'll write that down. FFnet. I have the longest Mary Sue fan fiction on fanfiction.net, guys. Don't let it go, Charlie. You have to keep it forever. I'd be really sad if I lost it, actually. Um, Except I never read it. Anyway, um, so I would say if somebody wants to fade into obscurity on Wattpad, that's fine. But what if somebody is doing a Kindle Vella and they're being paid for each chapter they Mm -hmm. upload? Like They upload chapter weekly. And they can no longer or finish it, or they don't want to any longer finish it.
0: see here's the thing because again, I guess so here's what I'm gonna say, like I'm gonna try and sort out my thoughts without going in circles too many times, so I apologize in advance because sometimes it takes me a bit, but so, in the case where you're being paid per like if somebody's paying you to unlock an episode that you've already written, right. Mm-hmm. They have paid for your story. It is still an opt-in thing, right? It's still like uh, they're paying for it as it comes out. If you all of a sudden stop writing, you're you're no longer getting paid. And so the obligation is not really there. Mm. Um, Even though they have paid for you in the past, you have given them what they have paid for. They haven't paid for the ending. They paid for what they're reading in that moment, right? That's true. As far as...
1: But there's an expectation, though. There's an expectation that everything's going to be... Can you imagine if I published a book... Like, a, like, take it out of Kindle Bella. I published a book all at once, and then the last three chapters just weren't there.
0: <laughs> right. However, that is different. And this is something I want to address, too, is that, like, authors who are traditionally published are an interesting case because technically the reason, you know, you'll get whole series published is not because they owe the fans. Because
1: they owe the publisher.
0: It's because they owe the publisher. Mm-hmm. They have contracts with their publishers. And so a lot you know and we love our work and we love the people who love our work <laughs> you guys are what keep us going for sure but like yeah like people who are in professional like situations like writers for tv shows and all this stuff they are they are working to a contract with a larger entity right like they're not necessarily doing it because they feel like they have enough like yeah we do i do think there is a feeling of obligation to people who love our work i do i don't want you guys to get the impression that i don't feel that way because i'm sitting here telling you like my personal (laughs) life is mine you know like i do feel that for sure okay um but what's interesting today is that you kind of get these what i want to say layperson (laughs) created or self self self-created things that are being published on the internet so like you've got wattpad you've got um webtoons and these are just people in their house doing their own thing mm-hmm. right like for the most part um, a lot of them are not professionally done they're not being written to a contract they are just a person doing it because they want to do it mm-hmm. and if you pay for it then yeah i do feel like you kind of get what you pay for per episode right mm-hmm. But then, like, if you've built up this expectation, even if you've been providing it for free, if you if you do have this huge following, then like, yeah, it's like you're going to be disappointing a lot of people. But then also, OK, sorry, I'm really kind of running away with myself. At, like, at what point <laughs> at what point do you say? Yes. Now I have enough followers. Now I have built up enough cultural momentum that i am part of the class of people that owes other people an explanation or an ending that is satisfactory you know what i mean like if you have five people who are your only fans but they super love what you're doing do you owe those five people any more than you would owe a million people do you know what i'm saying yeah i i do know
1: what you're saying i was thinking about like going back to like oh well the risen books are finished because there's a publisher i'm like well what about like self like indie books, right? Where there's no publisher obligation. Indie books, yeah. If they mm-hmm. if they put out a book that didn't have an ending on it, like I mean, legally you can't do anything, but they would they would get bombed, right?
0: Yeah, they get one-star reviews and then nobody would buy that book and so their punishment or whatever is that they don't make and then nobody's going to trust them and buy their next book. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Like and I Yeah, no, I think that's a good point though. It's like okay, so if this um webtoon artist i'm talking about mm-hmm. makes another series you know are people going like i know for me at least i mean if i even recognize it's the same person mm-hmm. if they make another series i'm going to be really hesitant to read that series because am like well she kind of uh yeah bombed her last one at the end there yeah and i think so that's a good point i think if
0: i were in your situation and i had that experience with like a webtoon especially when that i had been paying for i mm-hmm. would wait honestly, like, I wouldn't pay for that person's stuff. I'd consume it for free, Mm -hmm. and then I might even wait to read it at all until I knew that the series was finished and had a satisfactory ending, even if I had to wait five years. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you know, and and that's gonna be, that's gonna affect them, because then they're gonna have less, if if people do that, as, like, some, like, because everything these days is driven by popularity algorithms, right? So it's, like, the more views Mm -hmm. it gets, the more views it's going to get. And so, um, they are then getting less reviews, less comments, less eyes on their stuff. Initially, their career is now like kind of hamstrung. Like it's not going to go as far because people no longer trust them. And so that's kind of like Mm -hmm. it does come back and bite you is that you don't get to work in the future. Basically, it's kind of the punishment that that creators face if they don't give their fans, if they don't give their fans what they promised, basically.
1: Money aside, there are social obligations that are going to come with social consequences. And that's basically what it is. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I get so mad about it, because I am somebody who will pay for stuff on Webtoons. Mm -hmm. And when you have to buy coins or whatever, and then, and Webtoons recently, I don't know if you guys uh, read Webtoons, Webtoons up to their price, thanks inflation, Mm -hmm. where it used to be five coins for a new episode. and Now it's seven. Mm -hmm. And so if you're paying for a Webtoon, especially from very early on, it is cost way more than a book. It costs way more than a movie. Mm-hmm. It costs way more than anything else. Like you're spending, I I haven't calculated it. Right. But you could have spent tons and tons and tons of money reading a webtoon, like way more than you would, if it was a comic book, you got off the shelf. And so I, there's a lot, there could be right. Mm-hmm. A lot of money involved. And I think that's another reason why I'm like so mad. It's like, I've probably spent, I don't know. I don't know how my, I can't remember how much a webtoon coin is, but at least thirty dollars yeah. reading this webtoon. Well,
0: I wanna say know? back when I was reading like I would sometimes pay for Lore Olympus or
1: the the sexy emperor one.
0: <laughs> yeah, my dear cold-blooded king. <laughs> Those are the two webtoons that I've read. And so yeah, I would pay, it. and I think at the time I had calculated that it was like 50 cents basically to unlock an episode. Ish. And so it would be more now, what, like 75 cents or something. And here's what cracks me up. I don't say this applies to chapters too. The app that I work for is like people who are just so loathe to pay $5 for an ebook will spend like $70 -hmm. on one chapter story. You guys, if you buy diamonds on those things, they're expensive. they're expensive. <laughs> yeah.
1: And like to get to good to get the good things. Let I me mean, let's just tell them how chapters works in case they don't play it. So it's a choose your own adventure story. It's kind of like webtoons, but it's choose your own adventure. But to choose the good things, like, oh, I do want to kiss him or whatever, because there's a lot of romance, you have to pay diamonds. Mm-hmm. But it's not just a diamond. It'll be like, oh, for give him a high five, it's five diamonds, and to give him a kiss, it's 20 diamonds. <laughs>
0: no, it's like so each each like. So each story is divided into about twenty chapters. Some are more and some are a little less. And each chapter will have like there are mostly free choices throughout the chapter, but then there are some choices, like there'll be like four choices or something per chapter that you can pay for. And yeah, they're they're gonna be the good ones that you wanna take. That's how they that's how they make money. Mm-hmm. Like that's and they wouldn't exist and pay me if they didn't make money. So yes.
1: <laughs> yeah like what you're saying though it's like you have to like put money into these diamonds and then use multiple diamonds to make choices and so in the end Mm -hmm. like Caitlin said you're paying you're paying premium man you're getting a leather bound almost a leather bound Brandon Sanderson book to play one chapters thing on your phone
0: if you if you and that's this is if you chose like all of the premium choices throughout the book which I don't think anybody ever does that would be crazy pants so yeah it's like anyways that's I guess kind of a tangent.
1: So we're talking about, okay, well, when do fans have a say? You know, because mm-hmm. like I do think there are a few um, prominent fantasy authors, I've named one, but there are a few prom- prominent fantasy authors who have not finished their books, no matter how much their editors plead with them and then get bashed Mm. on Twitter for pleading with them (laughs) to finish their books. And in that case, okay, let's just talk about Patrick Rothfuss for a minute. He has a publisher. He's a traditionally published Mm. author. He has a contract. He has a publisher. And yet he's not finishing his stuff, (laughs) you know? So it's not the end-all, be-all. But when do fans have a say? And so something I was thinking about when I was writing down a couple notes for this was – Uh, with James Dashner. So James Dashner got me to a few years back. And a lot of people on Twitter were saying it doesn't matter about James Dashner because Maze Runner is ours. Like Maze Runner and the characters belong to us. So we don't care about James Dashner. And it's like, I could see why like there's this like desperation there where there's a series that you love and that you live for and you just adore it and then you find mm-hmm. out and I make JK Rowling's kind of in a similar boat but where you you love this you love the series and you find out that the author is not uh, the person that you thought they were, like they have, yes, yeah, they're s- kind
0: of a trash person. Yeah,
1: they've they've <laughs> strongly disappointed you and your uh, morals yes. in a in a very vibrant way. Um, <laughs> in a very vibrant way. You don't want to let go of that series because you love that yeah. series, you know. And it's like mm-hmm. I am in love with Landman Dragon from the Wheel of Time. Okay, if I mm-hmm. found out today. That Robert Jordan um, murdered puppies, okay? Would I, I wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't ever like buy anything Wheel of Time anymore, but I'm like, would that suddenly make me no longer love Land Mandragorn as a character? I'm like, no, it's not Land's fault, but Land's not real. But listen, it's hard to, that line gets blurry.
0: Yeah, which is where I think we get into something that I've always found really fascinating ever since I kind of discovered that it was a thing, which is kind of it's this this idea that's called death of the author, which I don't know if you guys have heard of. But it's kind of this idea and a lot of authors subscribe to this that like once your stuff is out in the world, it no longer belongs to you, it belongs to the fans, Mm -hmm. right? Which would allow for a lot of fans to do this thing, like, say, these characters belong to me, the author has no say. Now, in the case of, like, Maze Runner and stuff, and in J.K. Rowling stuff, like, you can say that all you want to, but they're still taking home your money at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're still you're still supporting them if you buy their stuff.
1: No, I was just saying like there's legal versus social legally. The fans own nothing. Right. Socially, right. they like, they can make that claim. The thing is, it's like, no, Harry Potter is ours. We're not like death of death to JK Rowling or whatever they're going to say. But Harry Potter belongs to us. Mm-hmm. The thing is you go buy that Harry Potter set for your kids. You're still supporting JK Rowling. Yeah, And so it's like, where's that line? Cause yeah, it's, it's right. like you said, it's it's, it's muddy. is And it's like,
0: I don't know. And for me as a creator, like, I, I, so I'm super into um, this whole idea. And I was, I'm trying to think of, so like, I've watched some videos by this creator called Sarah Zed on YouTube. It's Sarah Z um, for Americans. She's Canadian. So she says Z. I <laughs> um, I think that's her name. And so she's got some stuff on it. Um, Lindsay Ellis did some videos on this and, um, and I just think it's such an interesting concept, like, because for a lot of people, they they can take these creative works. And, like, one thing that we also, like, when I was, like, before I became a writer, when I was mostly a reader, which, you know, we've talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before, was pretty much me up until the age of 25. I was a reader and not a writer. Just never wrote a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, um. I would not know who the author was. Yeah. We um, talked about unless that. Unless I like, yeah, unless I read a series and super loved the series and then would go to the library and see like, oh, look, this author has all these other books. Then I would start to learn who an author was. And I'm you the know? same
1: way. I did not start paying attention to who the author was until after I got published. Like I would know every now and then, mm-hmm. but often I'd pick up a book and never look at the author's name.
0: Yes. Because all I cared about was the story, you know, Mm -hmm. and so there's kind of that ability as a reader and as a fan to divorce the story from its creator easily, especially when you're like just consuming something on the Internet or you've gone to the bookstore and you picked up a book or the library or whatever and picked up a book. And you never have to know anything about the person who made it because they're not standing there selling it to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. Yeah. Wiser heads than me have talked about this kind of whole like fan versus creator thing. And like, and so I think you guys should go check out their stuff. What's interesting to me is when fans do start to feel an ownership and ownership to the extent that they start to tell creators what they should and shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. or shame creators into doing something or even into being a certain way and i think that you see this so much like you do see it in a lot of these fandoms that are traditionally so like these fandoms that have been maybe traditionally like full of white guys and now they're getting more representation with women and people of color and not everybody's thrilled about it and it's too woke and stuff and like Hmm. I you know I don't know if you guys have picked up on this I'm going to err on the side of being woke I guess but like I just think it's more fun and interesting and creative and realistic when it's more diverse so yeah I agree but it's also interesting because you'll have so but Star Wars is this big corporate thing right yeah. like I also see this it's interesting when you see this in like kind of properties or whatever you want to call IPs I guess that are closer to the fans in the creator made produced whatever D D live play critical role, like their fans have such access to the creators. It's so the critical role is D. They play there's a bunch of nerdy voice actors playing D D and they stream it on like twitch and youtube and stuff right and it's a massive like it's become massive yes it's like ushered in the DD renaissance and all of these things yeah and they just started on youtube they got
1: so big that they made a cartoon series based off of their D campaign <laughs> yes which is on um amazon prime
0: it's called vox machina and it is or the legend of vox machina and it is completely inappropriate um, for anybody who wants uh, clean content, it is definitely rated R. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's, like, it's so popular. It's like, so here's, this is how popular it is. I do not watch Critical Role. I've seen a few clips. It's been probably a couple of years since I have, but I can go to the local comic convention and I will see people, not, not only are people dr- cosplaying as characters from this, I recognize mm-hmm. them as Critical Role characters and I am not watching yes. Critical Role.
0: Yes. That's how popular and it is. Yes. And um again, like if you're into DD, if you're looking to get into if you're curious about it and you don't mind, it's it's definitely swearing adulty, sexy stuff. Some I mean not some really sexy. Some they just say <laughs> they just say crude things a bunch of the time. But um, you know, that could be for you. It's definitely engaging. Um, and they're voice actors, so they're doing a good job. Yeah. Um but oh man but oh yeah so their fan base like sometimes their fans are insane and they act like if these characters like if they're if they're like ships don't get together then it means like that the the cast of critical role is like xyz things because they aren't shipping the right people and like oh it's all of this crazy
1: stuff wasn't there something critical role wanted something to be paid for or no they were trying it was the art right they were trying to like uh put a copyright on like the art and people who were making fan art and stuff just got like wildly crazy about it
0: they well because yeah i guess it was so that's not exactly i don't think i don't know exactly what it was i wish that i did know exactly what it was it was something like yeah they were trying to get i don't know i think they they, i don't know if they were trying, trying to get like make it so you'd have to license their stuff they weren't but then they had to come out and make this statement because fan art and fan made content like fan art specifically and cosplays and stuff have been a huge part of critical role um they actually play real of fan art at the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. for like 20 minutes before the show they show different fan art and stuff and like charlie said people cosplay them like all the time Mm -hmm. and there are a couple of there's this I know of at least one YouTuber named Ginny D who, like, has really kind of oh, gotten yeah, yeah. popular because she would cosplay this character, Jester. And um she's made a lot of Critical Role-based content and that kind of stuff. And so people were freaking out and they're like, we aren't going to be able to do this anymore. And Critical Role then came out and made it very clear that they were not going to target small creators. They were just basically trying to, I don't know, make it so, I guess, larger entities couldn't just come in and take their ip
1: yeah and like let me just but people make it freak out yeah let me just also make that clear for people who don't know so a lot of times i i make this joke that i'm gonna cosplay at Fanex or at comic con as a copyright lawyer um because of the the legality of fan art and cosplay anybody can make fan art anybody can make cosplay like that is absolutely in mm-hmm. your right it's when you start selling it that it becomes illegal so when you guys yeah. go to like comic con and you'll you'll see a lot of the booths in Artist Alley will be selling pictures of like Iron Man, like Tony Stark, Iron Man, the Marvel, whatever. Or they'll be selling pictures mm. of um Hal and Sophie from Hal's Moving Castle, um Miyazaki's House and Hell and Sophie. They legally cannot sell that. The thing is, most of these yeah. guys are such like, you know, low ball creators that they kind of just go under the radar. But technically, like Disney could come in and sue the people selling this the Tony Stark art because they don't have the mm. IP for it but right yeah so it's just it's this uh awkward middle ground where it's like technically what they're doing is illegal but because they're so small they're not going to get in trouble for it um yeah yeah it's weird and
0: like yeah and like having owned an Etsy shop or whatever like I a couple of times did have fabrics that would have like like licensed character fabrics or like licensed like i had like a game of thrones map fabric and i did sometimes put things like that on my shop technically i was not supposed to do that really
1: even if you Um, buy the fabric you can't sell it again i i would assume no
0: i mean i don't i don't think so i don't know though but like yeah like i couldn't
1: yeah that it's just
0: like all very hazy and shady and Mm -hmm. stuff Because I have, obviously, like, I bought the fabric, I've transformed it from its original thing, and honestly, you know, whatever. But it, like, I don't know. And I don't, I I guess I don't technically know, which is why I try not to do it. Um, Because, yeah, like, you're making money off of somebody else's intellectual property, technically. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, back to, like, Critical Role and the fans freaking out and stuff. It's like, at what point... You know, and this, and also going back to, I guess, like the stuff with Maze Runner and people saying like they own these characters and they own this stuff because those are the people who will get people who feel ownership as a fan. They feel like they have a leg to stand on as far as, as saying that because without the fans, the creators would not have income. Basically, exactly. like they wouldn't like the fans make are the creators' livelihood mm-hmm. basically, or they they quote unquote provide it for them. Um. Which is why sometimes I think people, which is where you come in with like, yeah, like, you know, do they have a point? Do creators owe them to like, you know, incorporate, not not incorporate their ideas. Like, I do not mean that, but like kind of listen to them at least and all this stuff because they provide that for the creator. Mm-hmm. And so um, I guess that's kind of the other side of the argument where it's like you know if you are earning money if you're making your livelihood off of these things do you have to listen to people who want to have a say in what you should do and I think this is such an interesting thing to think about from the perspective like I said from the perspective of a fan Mm -hmm. right so from a fan I'm like well you know like everybody wants something but like for me there is always that solid line where it's like but it belongs to the creator it is the idea brain child of the creator right Mm -hmm. and as a fan, here's what I would say too. Like, this is kind of where I fall in the whole thing. And I don't know, like, whatever, but like, where I fall in the whole thing is as somebody who is both consumer and creator, consuming doesn't take effort. And if you choose to spend your money on something, that is a choice that you make, right? Mm hmm. As a creator, I always feel like the primary ownership of my characters and my stories and all of that stuff is mine. Yeah. Because I'm the one who, you know, got up at five o'clock in the morning to write when my, you know, so I could write when my kids were asleep. I'm the one who, like, forewent, forewent, foregoed, I, I don't know. is correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, opportunities to take you know like jobs that would pay me more money to create this i am the one who sacrificed time with my family i am the one who paid the price
1: mm-hmm.
0: of the creation of this item in a way that you buying a licensed piece of thing will never equate to you know mm-hmm. i guess and like i guess that's kind of where i fall on it and like why You know, you know if you get people spending you, you get super fans who will spend tens of thousand of dollars to like back a kickstarter or something mm-hmm. right and yes like, that's brandon another mm-hmm. discussion oh we
1: almost went a hole without talking about brandon sanderson and here i did it oh <laughs> <laughs> darn you Brandon sanderson just kidding
0: anyways <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but like and kickstarter is a whole nother thing if your fan pays up front for you to do something then yes you owe them let's just be very clear about that too
1: mm-hmm.
0: if they pay you previous and then they're like now give me the thing you promised, and you're like, "Man, I don't know you." Then you're wrong.
1: <laughs> yes, that's called retail. <laughs>
0: yes, pretty much. You've sold a product, provide it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Or they don't can. Know, Charlie, what do you think? <laughs> you made me think of this. I had somebody overfulfill on their Kickstarter. I contributed to this Kickstarter um, for Kicks and Giggles mostly, and I got the the book that I funded. I'm like, oh, "Okay, great." Put it on my shelf, and then a few weeks later, I got the book again. <laughs> I was Ooh. like, why do I have another copy of this? I don't know. But I have two now. Maybe I'll give it away. Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Like, what do you think, Charlie, about this whole
1: like question? And was there we didn't have I kind of I mostly agree with you, but I feel like, oh, but in this situation I would think this. And in this situation, I would think that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to separate two thoughts of minds with this web tune that I was talking about at the beginning. Where it's like, as a fan, I am disappointed. I'm like, oh, this is kind of tacked on. I get the ending, mm-hmm. but but like the building emotions were just dropped off. And I don't totally understand what happened because a lot of stuff wasn't explained. But I guess it's finished. Okay, I'll move on. Like Again, but then in my writer brain, I'm like, I would never, as the writer, I would never do this. You know, it's like, even if I was burnt out on it, I would make it happen one way or another. Even again, if it was stick figures and speech bubbles, it's like, this is how it's supposed to end. And so like, I got really mad. I was more mad as a creator, creator to creator than I was as fan to creator in that instance. Right. Yeah. But I mean, then again, if it's like, oh, she just lost a leg, you know, in a car accident. And I, if I personally knew her and I knew that had happened, I'd be a lot more sympathetic. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot of it is so gray. And I don't think that there's a way to make it not gray, you know? Yeah, I agree with that for sure. But I mean, do I judge certain authors for not, who are under traditional contract and are not finishing their series? Of course I do. <laughs> Especially because they yeah. make way more money than me. But as Caitlin said, we are allowed to do that, you know? And so I, I, I think it is really hard to put like a blanket statement over, I mean- a loose blanket statement sure but i just feel mm-hmm. like it's so different depending on like what we're talking about
0: yeah i don't know i feel like even after talking about it i've kind of arrived at this feeling where it's like well yeah like if fans are like yeah well you owe us because we support you financially I'd be like yes and i unless it's a minus kickstarter right minus something that they paid you in the future for mm-hmm. like yes well you got the content that you paid for it's the content i've already created that's what you have paid for and if you don't wish to keep supporting me in the future then my consequence because i don't fulfill my promises or can't end things right or in a satisfying way is that you cease to cease to you know buy my stuff and that i no longer have an income and that's kind of what that's kind of how it works right like that and so i don't know but like do fans have ownership in, in so much as like they should ever tell a creator like what to do no
1: i would say no here's the thing though if i if i put something out and there was just this mass upheaval. It's like, we don't agree with, like, a lot of people. We're like, this is wrong. The book tanks because I did something wrong. At that point, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, maybe I actually did something wrong because, you know, democracy. I would I would consider it definitely at that point. What's funny is I was just at Dragonsteel Con and somebody posts this question um, to, mm-hmm. to our panel. But, um, like, you're... Because everything is so subjective. So somebody could say, you right. should have shipped these people together, whereas somebody else is – like, on this webtoon, sorry, let's go back to this. A lot of people were mad about the ending because the girl didn't end up with the guy they wanted her to. And that's mm. subjective. You can't hold her accountable for that. Because she ended up with the guy I wanted, you know? You can't make yeah. everyone happy there. And so, mm-hmm. like, that, it's like, you know, if everybody was like, no, she should have ended up with guy number one – then it's like, oh, I obviously wrote this story in a way to make guy number one the best, you know? And I should, if I wanted her to end up with guy number two, I should have written it in a different way to fix it, you know? Yes. Granted, once something's published, it's really hard to fix that. But unless you're an indie author, then you can pull it down and then fix it and put it back up. But if you're- Or you're
0: me and you just wait for your rights to revert and then
1: pull it down. Man, you know what, Caitlin? I just feel like- there's just a lot of emotion and drama in this episode. You could say it was thoroughly intense. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Actually approve of that pun. Approve. <laughs> First one ever. Oh my gosh. Look, and in addition to a pun, I'm going to give, I'm going to have an ASMR moment with Charlie. Are you ready? Oh, geez. I just like this sound.
0: What is that? My lip gloss. <laughs> it like you're. I couldn't tell if you were like smacking your lips or opening something full of slime. No, I'm
1: just opening and closing my lip gloss. I was like, this is so loud. Caitlin's going to hear it.
0: Wait, did we ever, did we ever actually say what other people, like, because you said that we,
1: Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to do. Yeah, I wanted to read the rest of those. I have a note right okay. in front of my face. Yeah. Honestly, most of them kind of fall into the same category. I'm I'm glad. It's funny. I really did read these at random, and the first one I read just happened to fit in perfectly uh-huh. with what we were saying. Somebody said the content. Oh, it's like okay. So the question was, what do creators owe fans, mm-hmm. if anything? This person said the content they produce when produced, not their lives. Mm-hmm which I can agree with cuz there is something to be said about being that reclusive author that nobody really knows but they still buy your books my dream yes yeah, so many authors like feel like they owe so much on social media and and pieces of their lives and like um like a lot of people in Hollywood do that too mm-hmm. and that's so that's an interesting um take um consistent content delivery according to schedule or clear communication when there's um snafu i don't know what uh, that like means a mess up S and AFU, yeah. Yeah, when there's when something happens, yeah, and that's kind of, I definitely agree with that. It's like if there's a schedule, you need to keep to that schedule. Like I get really mad. Like so, there's a comic on mm. Manta that mm. I was reading and so manta isn't webtoons you pay per episode manta you pay a monthly subscription it's not a lot it's like four bucks a month and you can read whatever you want but the only reason i had gotten my manta subscription was to read this very specific web comic and then they would go weeks without updating mm-hmm. like they're supposed to update three times a month and they would go weeks without updating and i'm still paying for this subscription and they're supposed to update every week Oh, no, every 10 days. They are supposed to update every 10 days. And I would get really mad because it's like, no, because you're I'm expecting you to follow the Manta schedule and they yeah. weren't or the schedule that they set out. And that irritated me because I am paid yes. for that. Yes, I know? would agree with that. Um, yeah, if
0: you if you have so, clearly communicated a schedule to your fans and then you're just going to, you know, because that's a promise. And so I think, yeah, like I would say authors, what authors owe fans is to fulfill their promises if possible. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's like, obviously, any decent person is going to understand that if you fall ill, if there's a death in your family, if COVID hits, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that, that it can mess stuff up. Any decent person is understanding of that. And that's why I feel like when that happens, that you you should communicate it without detail. You don't have to have detail. I feel like it should be communicated.
0: Uh, no more ASMR. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Going to be one of those people on TikTok who like rubs a scrubby thing across your mic. <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't actually. I don't subscribe to ASMR stuff. I think it's annoying. So somebody said consistent content. Somebody said nothing but what they want to share. Mm-hmm. Then I'm scrolling through my screenshots and I have um, a fingerprinting scheduled so that I can volunteer at my kid's school. Perfect. <laughs> um, maybe not ode. But I think it helps sell when a creator believes in their product. So mm-hmm. is interesting. One person said the thing that they owe us is, that they owe is honesty, and I actually really like that. Very simple. Yeah,
0: because that would cover fulfilling your promises and sticking to your schedule. And
1: yes, yeah. This one came in three chunks. So, mm-hmm. um, what do um, creators owe fans, if anything? That's interesting. I feel like creators need to let their reader make the world their own. Not every detail needs to be planned out, but it's nice uh, when I get to use my imagination to add my ideas to the world. So I can take that a few ways. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you guys take that how you want to take that. Somebody yeah. said nada. So the creators owe fans nothing, which mm. I disagree with. Um, but again, I think it depends. Depends on, I guess it comes down to whether you want to be a, like, a quote unquote good person or no. Yeah. I feel like I agree with everything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that one too though. <laughs> <laughs> um, genuine effort and honesty. I like that a lot. Genuine effort. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that that covers a lot of stuff. Somebody mm-hmm. said nothing. If the consumer is not paying the creator, they are not owed anything. And that goes back to well, what about when money is involved? Accurate slash honest advertising. Mm, yes, I agree. I have I have 100% picked up books before because of the advertising, only to find out that the book was advertised incorrectly. I'm like, this yes. is not what it was advertised as. And that's annoying.
0: Yeah. And we didn't even cover it. We didn't even go into like marketing and stuff because that wasn't really like the focus. I oh, guess. no. But that's very true. Honesty, honesty in advertising.
1: No, no, we're not going to. But I totally agree. Honesty in advertising. Agree. And somebody else said, and this, again, I think falls into my original rant. Mm-hmm said they, need, they owe fans fulfilled promises. Promise, mm-hmm. If you promise an happily ever after or a complete series, then you better, like no cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And so technically, again, though, it's like with this webtoon that I was whining about, it is a complete series. Like there is an ending on it. It's just yeah. the way the ending was put on that was very unsatisfactory to me. But that's what you get if people do feel
0: obligated to have an ending. Like, would you rather here okay, so here's a question for you, Charlie, that I think would be interesting. Would you rather have that slapdash ending, or would you rather have been left with that cliffhanger? Because it was an interesting cliffhanger. It was mm-hmm. like a symbolic. No, I'd rather
1: have the yeah, I'd rather have the slapdash ending. I definitely would rather have the slapdash ending. Cause at least it's not great closure, but it's closure. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like you know, like, I mean, not to be morbid, but let's say, like, somebody you love dies mm-hmm. and or just goes missing, right? Mm-hmm. And they they find the body, but they don't know how they died. It's like, well, you get the closure that they died, but it's not full closure because you don't have all the answers you wanted, you know? mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sorry to be morbid again. <laughs> Yeah. If you guys want to DM us or email us about what you, if you have a hot take on this, I'd be happy to read this on, read it on the podcast. Cause I'm just, Mm. I'm curious. I feel like a lot of the people who answered on Instagram have a more liberal, um, caring way of thinking about it. Like, oh, they're fine. They don't owe us anything. But I know Mm -hmm. there are people out there who would disagree you know, yes. and so I would love to hear more of that other side of the argument. So you guys can email us at yourmomwritesbooks at gmail.com. You can also message us on Instagram and Facebook at uh, yourmomwritesbooks.
0: This has been kind of like a, a more like I guess meta episode. Like we're kind of discussing like the the weird stuff kind of around being an author and not necessarily being one or writing. Um, but I I enjoyed these episodes. Yeah, I this is the kind of stuff that I really like kind of getting into. I actually kind of pref- mostly prefer listening to other people talk about it cuz I don't feel that smart when I go to talk about it. But
1: um a <laughs> uh, story of my life.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's which is another reason why you know we'd like to hear what you guys think and stuff. Anyways, I guess yeah, we'll wrap it up and uh
1: thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, hopefully we will update every Tuesday. <laughs> and please uh Leave us a review. Tell your friends.
0: Yeah. And... We did get a lot of really lovely responses um, about different things we could do um, as far as our, like, (laughs) our being like, hey, share this so we can keep going with season four. Um, And we have seen those and my internet has been horrifyingly bad. So, um, which is also why I don't know if I probably haven't been posting as much um, Instagram updates on my nano. But... um, I had to stop and work on solo smoke just so you guys know if, if i all of a sudden am not posting anymore that was why um so i, I lost myself let's be done
1: okay <laughs> goodbye everybody goodbye
0: we love you thank you so much um yes keep sharing that's where i was going um keep sharing <laughs> you're great okay bye. you're all great goodbye
1: <laughs> yeah,